Financial decisions. You face them at every turn. Do you ever feel lost? Do you ever feel like you might be missing something or making a mistake? Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner at Step Right Capital Planning. It's a great morning today. Welcome to the show. Our topic is In Pursuit of the Good Life, Business Edition. And my guest is Alyssa Light. Alyssa is known as the Profitable Innovator, a business coach and consultant that produces quantifiable results. Last year, she helped a client reach a five-year target in just eight months. Her six-step system takes businesses from where they are now to generating sustainable results. Alyssa's background as an entrepreneur started at just 11 years old when she glued fur to rocks and sold them at her school Christmas fair. She made $200 by marketing them as pat rocks. At 14, Alyssa started making beaded jewelry. At 17, she won a government award to start a small business. And while at Georgian College in the goldsmithing program, she made the 20th anniversary gifts for Blue Rodeo. Alyssa had a small jewelry business for about 10 years before choosing to pursue something bigger. Alyssa started speaking and training teams four years ago, falling into it by happenstance. After two years of following the breadcrumbs, she developed her coaching and consulting business. Her six-step system is the Shine system and has been used to support startups as well as multi-seven-figure companies. It's all about innovative marketing, and generating real dollars. Systems and structures are the key to business success, and her system creates both. Next month, Alyssa is launching her first group program where small businesses will launch themselves into futures that they create, and she couldn't be more excited about it. Welcome, Alyssa. Thank you very much, Lynn. So how's your summer going? What are you doing that's exciting this summer? Well, I've been very busy planning my group program, and I'm in the process of working on or finishing the workbook for that because it's going to be a very hefty workbook, and I'm really excited about it. So I currently am sitting in my office staring at 12 pieces of chart paper on a wall with all sorts of sketches and and so on and so forth. That's been my big thing this summer. Okay. And so where are you actually today? I have an office, so I'm there. Yeah. So what city are you in? Oh, I'm sorry, in Guelph, in Guelph, Ontario. You're in Guelph. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because um, I know sometimes you're balancing things from the cottage and working there and using technology to be able to work wherever you want to, too, right? I am. We have, uh, our family has an off-the-grid cabin in the northern part of the Muskokas, and so we are on solar power, and I have to go to a neighbor's house to make radio calls like last time. But uh-huh. I do that, and I also work remotely. So I have a new client that's in Saskatoon, and I uh-huh. do most of her work remotely, but I will be going out there as well. So I work from all sorts of places. Right. So tell us a bit about this program and how it's been working for people. So I started the program a couple of years ago, and what I can tell you about it is that it takes any place that a business is stuck, whether they can identify it or not, and identifies that if they haven't already and Mm -hmm. transforms it so that it becomes sort of the it factor of their business, and we capitalize on that to help them make money. So if I had a client who was in the training and development business and they wanted to break into a new industry with their systems, 
And so what we did was we sent, they wanted to get into the transportation industry specifically. So Mm -hmm. we identified where they were at, decided what it is they wanted to say, packaged up their services in a way that worked. And then for the marketing piece of it, we sent those transportation companies trains that said, what if it only costs $24 a year to train your employees? And so that really you got You sent them a train? Them. We sent them a physical, sent? like a toy train. You sent them a toy train? We sent them a toy said, train. And you said, what if it only costs $24 to train? Hmm. What if it only costs okay. $24 a year to train your employees? So we're uh, currently in conversation with some of those potential clients, but those are the sorts of things that get people's attention. Okay. What do you mean by their it? So every company has an it factor. So what is it that you offer that's different or stands out, or what is it that you have or offer that resonates with people in a way that makes them want to do business with you, be it a service business or a product-based business? So that's their it factor, that really special kind of magic juice that they have. Right. Sometimes called unique proposition. Sure. Yeah. USP is the, the other statement, value prop. Oh, there's a lot of overlap when it comes oh, yeah. to yeah. the language. And right. um, it factor seems to be the new language that is resonating with companies. Okay. That was new to me. I haven't heard it called the it factor before. Yeah, I was reading I was reading an article that said sixty one percent of consultants consider themselves generalists. And 71% of companies that hire only hire specialists. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. So you need to know what you're a specialist in in order to promote yourself. Right. And that's your it factor. Okay. Now I'm getting it. Why is it called Shine? Because one of my coaches said, Alyssa, you need to capitalize on your last name. And because my last name is White... I thought, gee, I wonder how I can do this. And people are always talking about how they can stand out or how they can shine. And I thought, you know, Shine System kind of has a nice ring to it. So I tried it out. There, I tried out a few different names sort of in my head. And I decided, okay, that, that's going to be the right one. We're going to try this out. And it's resonated with everybody, so I've kept it. Okay. Is Alyssa Light the name that your parents gave you? It is. <laughs> Because I when I first when I first met you I thought what a perfect name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I actually get that. I get that a lot. Is that your real name? Yes, that's my real name. Yeah. So you were destined from the beginning, obviously. Apparently, I mean it worked yeah. especially when I had my jewelry business. It was called Catch the Light because people always talk about how you know somebody's diamond ring catches yeah. the light. I just love it. Yeah. So that was the name of my jewelry business. Oh, yes, that's cool, too. So you've been working at this marketing stuff for a long time. A long time. And somebody said to me a number of years ago, every business is a marketing business because if you don't market, you don't have a business. And that's That's when it really hit me. Yeah, that's when it really hit me that those, specifically the marketing actions are the ones that often people don't take. And Mm -hmm. I found out sort of by fluke that I'm really good at this kind of thing. So I started pursuing that a number of years ago, and then, as you told everyone at the beginning, I turned that into a business a few years ago, and it's gone very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have other examples of success in the program that you'd like to share with us? Sure. For any listeners that are in the area, I did a makeover for the Creative Sisters Quilt Studio, and uh-huh. I shouldn't say I did it for them. We did it together. It was a team effort. We put, I can't remember we calculated, something like, seven or eight hundred man hours in eight days 
to get their store transformed last year. Tell our listeners a little bit about what their business is. Yeah, I'll do that. So they are a quilt studio. So they offer fabrics, high-end quilt and cotton fabrics, and mm-hmm. uh, also long-arm services, which is a specific type of quilting. People can come in and take classes or buy fabric and that kind of thing. And the store has been in business, I believe it's 14 years this year. And they have a team of about eight people. What we wanted to do was really brighten up the studio so that when people came in, they could see everything because it's a bit of a bowling alley Mm -hmm. in layout. And when we did the makeover, we had customers come in and ask if we had moved the walls because there was Uh so much space. We did. We did. Wow. So on the new website that, yeah, so on their website, I believe there's pictures in their creativesisters.ca. You can see pictures of that. And also on my new website, which is launching in a couple of days, finally, we've had some hiccups, but launching in a couple of days, there'll be pictures on there as well that people can take a peek at. Okay, great. So it works for that kind of a business. Does Mm -hmm. it work for other kinds of a business? Sure. I worked with uh, I worked with an accountant who did a lot of individual taxes and small business mm-hmm. taxes and wanted to break into the corporate market. Even though he had some experience, he didn't have enough to really build a name for himself. So right. we took my system and created a marketing package that he sent out, and it was a dictionary. And on the front really? of the dictionary, yeah, and on the front of the dictionary, and it says, "Do you feel like you need this to talk to your accountant?" If so, call and then his information. Mm -hmm. And so really creating things that resonate with people where they're at, not just sending Mm -hmm. a postcard or a brochure flyer, that sort of thing. And recently I was sitting with a wonderful woman called Teresa, and she works in telecommunications essentially. And she said, Alyssa, I just can't, I'm really struggling with this. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, why don't you send people two cans, like 10 cans with a string between them, in a box. I said, don't send a picture. Send the cans. And send it with a note that says, does it occur to you that this is how people are still communicating? If you want a better idea, call us. Some, wow. Something to that effect. And we hadn't refined the language, but that's basically the message. So yeah. those are the kind of things that I help people come up with. And it's not just that piece of it, because if you don't have the back end to back it up, you look silly sending people a package. Mm-hmm. So it's really about the system really creates the systems and structures in the background that mm-hmm. help to fulfill on the interest that you generate with the marketing campaign that we create together. The comment I would make about the three examples that you gave is they're very different types of businesses. You yes, know, one they are. is one is retail, accountant is providing a service. You know, the accountant, I mean, that's considered something kind of dry, right? It doesn't, sure is. It's something that doesn't excite people too much, right? right? So right. to get their attention in a way, um, that's great. And then, of course, telecommunications, don't we all get frustrated with that? Right. <laughs> right. right. Like, so don't I we think, all feel like, isn't there a better way? Yeah, that picture captured that thought that would resonate with everyone. One of the most amazing things that I've ever heard is a quote by Henry Ford, and that is that if I had listened to what people say they wanted, I would have made their horses go faster. (laughs) I haven't heard that one before either. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 
And I think marketing has a lot to do with how it is that we resonate with our audience. One of the most important things in business, and I say this to people, we should talk more about this, Lynn, is don't do business with people who don't want to do business with you. Okay. Yeah, looking for people who really resonate with your business, with your values, I think is really important. In fact, I mean, uh, just before we go to break, because I can see we're going to break here in a sec, I know of one company, and it is a multi, multi multi-million dollar company in America, and they only do service-based work with clients, and 90% of what they do is online. And one of the values of their company is happiness. Oh, wow. They only do business with people whose values align with theirs. Right, right. And the grumpy Gus is going to see that their that their goal is, uh, you know, that one of their values is happiness, and they're probably not going to even pursue it, right? So they're going right. to attract who they really want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's... And it may take longer because developing the language that resonates with those people and reaching those people may take a little longer, but you're better off building from nothing than to try and figure out the ins and outs of how to manipulate and that sort of thing. It just That just doesn't work. People right. see right through it. Yeah. So you're better building from nothing. Well, and I think it's rather new and unique to even consider something like happiness as a goal for business, right? Rather Absolutely. than profit. We think of the goals of business being profit and being efficient and that kind of thing. And to have happiness, I mean, obviously they need profit and they need efficiency too. But to believe that we don't have to lose happiness in the meantime. And if you don't focus on it, how how can you be sure you don't lose it too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's take this moment to go to break and we will talk about that more after this break. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner, entrepreneur, educator, and radio show host with a vision of a future where families, neighborhoods, communities, and whole societies support each other, where each of us lives up to our own potential so we can help others in a substantial way, where giving back is something we all practice, whether of our time, our expertise, or our finances. You can reach Lynn with your comments or questions at 519 519- Four four eight three four seven seven, or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's five one nine four four eight three four seven seven, or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. So welcome back to Stepright with Lynn. I'm your host Lynn Wedham. With me is my guest Alyssa Light. Very interesting show today, Alyssa. So one of the things I'm interested in is. You know, you were talking about the company who chose happiness as one of their values. So it's a goal that that their company will reflect. I guess the first thing is how do we determine those things that are really important to us and are a part of us? And how do we make our business reflect things that, you know, would seem more personal and and not so much a business thing? Got it. Thank you. So first of all, to determine what's important to you, You want to look at the impact you want to make. The biggest mistake people make in business is thinking their business is about them. Your business is never about you. Your business is about the people that you serve. And it's not about what you do for them further to that. It's the results they produce as a result of that. So, for example, one of my current clients is, this hasn't been released yet, so I have to talk a little, I I need to be a little bit vague to respect their confidentiality. But they're developing an app. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they called me and said, 
we can't get in to do the market research in these various places that we need to do it. You know, how can we promote this if we can't even do the market research? They said, you know, it's going to save people so much time. And I said, you know, most people don't value time the way that they could. A lot of people value time in terms of money. Now, I don't believe that time and value and money are equal, okay? And so I said to them, how much time is it going to save a day? And they said, well, about 15 minutes per appointment. And we worked out that the app would actually make people money by Mm -hmm. saving them time so they could see more clients. And in essence, in a year, they would make an additional $9,000. Over Mm -hmm. 10 years, that's nearly $100,000. So the value that they provide is increased wealth directly. Mm -hmm. But what would that allow for somebody? Does that allow their customers to spend more time with their families? Well, then that's really what they're selling. So if one of their company values is time with your family, then that's something that they can put into their plan, their business plan. Right. So valuing time in different ways. And there's a brilliant woman named Tia Pearson. She works at Towingo Camp up in, in the Muskokas. And a few years ago, she came up with time, thoughtful, intentional, meaningful experiences. And that's mm-hmm. what they geared for their camp that year. They have a theme every year. So if we look at values and if time is something that people value and we think of it as thoughtful, intentional, meaningful experiences, what difference would that make to a company, how they treat their staff, and what they look to contribute to their clients? So that's a really interesting way to look at the value that you provide because happiness might actually come out of making more money. Yes. Oh, it could. Yeah, it could. And so as far as having your business reflect that, whatever it is that somebody creates for their business, they need to live into that. So if they say, for example, onthejobtraining.com is a fabulous company. I'm I'm good friends with the owners of the company. And one of their statements on their business cards is, imagine meeting compliance obligations while using your people and purpose to create processes and profit. So really, what's the customer dealing with and how do we live into that? How do we stand for that for our customer? And so that's one of the things that they've talked about. And it's gotten them a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. One of the things that occurs to me is that it's having your business align with your personal values too. Yeah, and not having your personal values be the only thing that you live every day because part of your job is to live what your clients value. So right. if we choose clients that align with what we're up to, even if it's not exact, then we can support people to make a bigger difference. Like, we'll just never know the end of the difference we make if we all live that way. Right. Okay. That's good. Let's step back just a bit. I think we've answered those questions. Back to Henry Ford's quote, if I had listened to what people said they wanted, I would have made their horses go faster. Mm-hmm. Could you now, I may not have gotten bit. that quote just right, well, but yeah. it's something to that effect. Well, yes, and I've probably paraphrased what you said too, so... Yeah, could you speak to that a a little bit more? What's that mean to you? What that means to me is that so many times we see only what's in front of us and what we really need is for somebody else to see a little farther because we don't necessarily have the experience or the education 
to look at what might be next, to foresee what else is coming, or to have the imagination to create what could happen after, you know, the place of being stuck. You know, and that doesn't matter if your two-year-old is having a tantrum in the grocery store or if you have a really upset customer about something that maybe you did wrong or maybe you didn't, and being able to see what might come next. So when Henry Ford said, if I'd listened to people, I would have made their horses go faster. Well, we know it's not possible. And so many times people are stuck when they think something's impossible. Well, I just can't do that. A great example of this is I just hired uh, an assistant recently, which is really exciting for me. And her name is Samantha, and she is a photographer. And she's interested in documentary photography. And for the last few years, she said, I've just come to realize that I can't make any money in documentary photography. Uh, And I said, why not? And she said, well, I can't. And here are all the reasons. And she listed them all. And I said, well, certainly if you're thinking about it that way, it's impossible. And Mm. after an event that she was with me at one day in Kitchener, we were over at the Canadian College of Massage and Hydrotherapy. I Mm. said, after we're done at this event, why don't we go out for lunch and talk about your business and what you want? And, you know, she spent five years trying to figure out how she's going to make this work. And in an hour and a half, we made a plan about how she could be a paid documentary photographer and travel at the same time. And for the first time, she's going, wow, I really can do this where before it was just totally impossible. So I would have made horses that go faster, you know, oh, well, I would have been able to be paid as a documentary photographer, but I'll go do something else. No, Henry Ford went on to create an automobile. And we went on to create a future for Sam that she couldn't see otherwise. And nobody else around her could see. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the process now. We have someone in the chat room who said that she's not so good at marketing herself. I think that many of us can relate to that. First of all, we're taught to be humble. It's not good to be prideful. But the other thing is people really don't want to hear us talking about how great we are. So, you know, I'm thinking some of these ideas you have draw attention to ourselves and to our values and what we're good at without saying, I'm the greatest at what I do, because we just don't seem to be able to do that for ourselves. You know what, we're just coming up to a break. So rather than get into this, I think we'll go to break first, and then maybe we can talk about this, and maybe you can use Ryoa, who is in the chat room, possibly as an example, how to promote herself. And we will talk about that more after this break. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner, entrepreneur, educator, and radio show host with a vision of a future where families, neighborhoods, communities, and whole societies support each other. Where each of us lives up to our own potential so we can help others in a substantial way. Where giving back is something we all practice, whether of our time, our expertise, or our finances. You can reach Lynn with your comments or questions at 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. Welcome back to our show today called In Pursuit of the Good Life, the Business Edition. My guest is Alyssa Light. So, Alyssa, let's speak with Ryoa, perhaps. Ryoa, are you there on the line? Yes. Could you articulate this idea that, you know, you find it hard to promote yourself for Alyssa? 
Sure. So basically, I am an NLP trainer, an access consciousness facilitator, and a lot of what I do is teach people to be happy and get out of self-judgment and find out the things that are kind of sticking them so they can move forward. And I noticed online marketing is for people who are already doing it, (laughs) not those who don't really know what I'm talking about and are the ones who actually probably use it more. And I really don't know how to speak to the people who aren't already choosing it. And more as I've been looking at my marketing, it's become really apparent that it's it's really for people who are do what I do, not necessarily people who are looking for someone who do what I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can you give me an example of piece of marketing that you have now that isn't working? I have something called a nature walk and a conscious talk. And I meet clients out at the Botanic Gardens here in Denver. And we go for a walk. And instead of being in an office, we basically have a conversation that is just kind of out in nature. It seems to allow people to not get so caught up in the fact that they're talking to someone about something that's coming up for them. And the people who have done it, it's changed things amazingly for them just through conversation. But it's not as successful as I'd like it to be. And Mm -hmm. it's been really frustrating. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing to determine is what does success look like to you? Is success, I do this three times a week with people, or is success I make $100 million a year, or is success, I mean, you fill in the blank. What is success to you? That's the first thing to determine. I think it's both. I think it's working with, in fact, I I actually prefer working with groups. I do classes as well. But doing four or five of those a week with groups and being able to, to make some really nice money doing it as well instead of once or twice a month and not making any money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what you are selling is not a walk. What okay. you're actually selling is the freedom for people to think without judgment and speak freely to just generate ideas for themselves. Mm. And if you want people to do that in a group, that's actually a much scarier thing than to do it okay. one-on-one with somebody. And if you participate in um, anything like landmark education or, you know, access consciousness or any of those sort of, I'm going to say out there and I'm going to say that respectfully. uh, Oh, I I, I say it too. (laughs) I call it my woo-woo stuff. (laughs) Right. And so here's the thing. If you call it your woo-woo stuff and you refer to it as that, then that's Mm -hmm. how other people are going to see it. Okay. Versus a vehicle for making things happen in their lives because people are, the reason people are miserable is because they keep taking the same actions. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people associate that sort of the definition of an idiot quote, Einstein, but it's not, it goes way, way back to the 1500s. And, you know, there are different versions of it, but essentially when people continue to take the same actions and expect different results, that's just silliness. But as humans, we don't know how to do anything different. And what you're doing is asking people to be different. Right. So instead of, looking for what's already there and marketing to that because that's what you're doing. What you want to do is look for what's missing and market to that need. So if people need a space to just be for an hour, then that's what you're marketing. So Mm. give me an example of a result that somebody has produced during their time with you. I worked with one gentleman and he was feeling really stuck in his business and personal life and after our session, he, he went and started taking more classes. His own business exploded because he got out of his own way. And he's traveling now and doing what he does. He 
picks a spot on the map and goes there and has classes and teaches people a lot of the same things that I do. <laughs> and he's right. doing really, really well. Yeah. Right. So a couple things about that. People don't understand what it means to get out of their own way. So when you use language that's familiar to an industry, it excludes people who are outside of the industry. Mm, so okay. what you need to do is use language that's universal. And that doesn't mean general, okay? It's universal. For example, if we're looking at online dating, I talked to somebody about this the other day. If you say, oh, I'm online dating, they go, oh, that's nice, versus, oh, I'm on Christian singles. That's universal mm. because you know that there's going to be Christian folk there. So it's universal within that particular market. Okay. And if you're looking to break a market, this is the other big mistake people make. You try and They try and market to everybody. You are not marketing to everybody, period. If you're marketing to everybody, you're marketing to nobody. Mm. Okay? Okay. So who is it that you want to make a difference for specifically? How do you measure success? And what's missing that you can put in to have it, have it be a sentence that resonates with your potential client? Okay. So is it teachers? And if it's teachers, you could say something like, wouldn't it be nice to have an hour to just be so that you could create for the kids instead of, and then whatever it is they're struggling with. So if they're struggling with no time to plan, time crunch, whatever, what if you had an hour to just generate new great ideas so that your classes felt fresh again? What difference would that make for you and for your kids? Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it does. It does. Okay, so, so I have I have to I guess I need to sit down and, and decide who it is I want to work with. Right. I used to used to have bipolar and I've been med free and really healthy for ten years and I, I know what it takes to do that and I also know I know how to help caregivers and I also know how to empower people with that and that's part of why I do what I do. And so I guess if I, I would like to work with people who don't know that they have other options other than what the doctors have told them. And Perfect. that there so is there, hope. There it is right there. Just just hang on. Just I'm going to interrupt. Okay. okay. Caregiver burnout is a huge issue. 34% of our North American population is over 50 this year. This okay. year. Okay. Huge problem, caregiver burnout. And it's not just people who are caring for people who have mental illness. It's the developmental support workers. And in Canada, we have uh, personal support workers. You call them healthcare aides. Okay. The nurses. My partner is a nurse and he has talked to me about, you know, how exhausting the job is sometimes. And he's a new nurse, you know, and he shares with me about other nurses and obviously not specifics because of confidentiality, but, you know, those things and just the general exhaustion in the healthcare industry. So if you specifically break down the caregiver into what category, then you're getting even more niched. And you can okay. say, or niched, I'm sorry for our American listeners, niched. So then you can say, hey, do you support people who X, Y, Z, do you need X, Y, Z for yourself? Give an hour to yourself and do this once a month. And have it be a mm -hmm. monthly retainer where once a month, the second Tuesday of the month, you know what group is coming or you know what person is coming. And set it on a regular basis because then you're actually supporting people to support themselves. So money it happens to be a side effect of, of what you're doing. Don't chase the dollar. And what okay. that means is if all you're focused on is making money, you're never going to make money. What you want to focus on is the difference you're going to make for the people that you're going to serve. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, Does that help? I have this capacity. I've been told this over and over again, and I'm just really starting to get it. I have a friend who invites me once a year to come visit her, and she buys my plane ticket. 
because she tells me every time I come to visit, her life gets better. And it's just me being in this space of non-judgment and just in the total allowance of where she's at. And so I love doing that. And it's just, oh, it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So good work, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this several times and take better yeah. notes. <laughs> uh, sorry, I want to just add one other thing. So this is this is the beginning of a marketing conversation. And where mm-hmm. it goes could be this. If that's what somebody pays you to do, maybe that's actually what you're going to do. Maybe you're the non-judgmental friend who goes to visit people all over the world for a few days a month or a few days a year or whatever. Maybe that's your actual job. Mm. Oh, see, that would be so fun. I would love that. I've been asking, what would it take for me to just be paid to be the friend that I am? Okay, well, there you go. To do what you're passionate about. Yes, I think we need to make an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, why don't you tell the listeners how we can get a hold of you? This is so exciting. (laughs) Sure, sure. So I will have a new website up in a couple of days, and it will be theprofitableinnovator.com. Additionally, you can reach me by phone at 519-362-3281 or on Skype, which is light, L-I-G-H-T, dot Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, so light dot Alyssa. And it's theprofitableinnovator.com? Yeah, theprofitableinnovator.com. Okay. Thank you. I will put that out for everyone. And then thank you so much. I will be giving you a call or Skyping you very shortly to set something up. I'm going to let you guys finish your conversation. I'm so excited. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's great, Alyssa. I think we witnessed what you did there. And, you know, I've written down what I think are the steps of the process, but perhaps you could go back and just explain to us the steps of the process and the questions that we could be asking ourselves. Sure. So before I say those, there are a few things that I say to everybody that I just want to repeat. And one of them is you don't do business with people who don't want to do business with you. And another one is just do the next right step. Just take the next right step. There's often a big chasm between where we are and where we want to be. And by getting help, we fill in those pieces. But people don't have to do that alone. And often it's impossible to. So the next thing to do is just the next right thing you know to do, even Mm -hmm. if that means getting support. So the process goes like this. First, there is niche police or the niche police for the American listeners. You have to niche down what you do because if you don't, you can't serve anybody because people don't understand what you do. And so to go along with that, how do you tell them what you do? I'll give an example real quick. I have a client and it's My Soul Balance is the company. And Karen has been in business for a number of years, and she is a holistic practitioner who is certified in all sorts of things. And between her and her husband, they do Reiki and Bowen and aromatherapy and many, many other modalities. I believe she has two dozen certifications. And in the process, people got really confused about what she offers and what she does. Okay. And so what I said to her was, we've got to come up with something really concise. So her niche is the holistic market, very much like the last person that I spoke to. But how do we tell people that so they get it? And so what we came up with is My Soul Balance is a holistic practice supporting people through physical, spiritual, and emotional pain using modalities that complement the body's natural rhythms. Mm. So being really clear, okay? So that's the pitch part. Like, that's what I do. And then packaging. So many people are hour-to-hour services and really, really struggling. You know, I don't do any hour fee for service at all. Everything I offer is in a program because I know that's what works. 
And so right. there are different ways to package what you do and then have people purchase your packages. And it actually supports them in the long run because they produce better results and you're supported because you're producing better results. So we package right. what we do. And then it's the marketing piece, like how do you get attention? And what right. do you do after you get that attention? So those are the systems and structures and processes that we put in place before we actually start marketing. Then we look right. at your social marketing. So do you have a web presence? What does it look like? You know, if you want really good results on the web, you have to be connected with a company called Hunch Manifest. And mm-hmm. they know all about the semantics behind Google and the searches and that. And it's way bigger than the SEO that you could ever imagine. So I send people to Hunch Manifest and we get it worked out with them so that you get mm-hmm. really good online results. And then we look at the user experience. So, you know, inside of any app, people talk about, oh, if user experience is terrible, this keeps crashing, this doesn't go the way I want it to, it's supposed to do this, I wish it did that. But we don't talk about that when it comes to personal development and personal touch companies. So if we look at the fabric store, that is a touch industry. And it's not just about the people who come in and buy fabric. It's about all the people that are going to receive all the gifts that that sewer or quilter makes. Oh, wow, yeah. Right? That's so very powerful, that's isn't user it? user experience, right? Yes. So who else are you going to go touch? Or what else is going to happen as a result of the results that your clients produce? Right. Those are the six steps to the process, and there's so much more involved in that. But those are the basics of the six-step process. Okay. Can you tell us those six steps again? Sure. Just so, so we're really clear down, what they are. Yep, yep. So niche down what you do. Okay. Pitch, you know, you need to create a pitch. So what is it that you say about what you do so that people are understand and they're clear? How do yep. you package what you do? How do you okay. market what you do and the systems and structures that go with that? You need to do social marketing. So what's your online presence look like? And what's the user experience when people deal with you? Okay. That's and the great. biggest, I'll tell you a big secret. And I learned this listening to um, an audio book called It's Not About the Coffee. It's written by the CEOs of Starbucks. And one of the things that they do, and I believe it's on Fridays, although I could be wrong about that, they sit down every week and they look at all the wonderful things people have to say about them, but they spend more time looking at the challenges and complaints that their customers have. And that's a really tough thing to do because you're coming face-to-face or they're coming face-to-face with grumpy customers, and it is the bravest thing that a company can do. And Mm -hmm. sometimes... I have to work things out with people. Like, hey, Alyssa, I thought that it was going to go this way, and it went that way, and I'm not very happy. And we sit down and we work it out. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I did something that I thought was right, and it wasn't for the customer. And sometimes they do something that they thought was right, and go, oh, I'm not sure why you did that. And so we sit down and we work it out together. Because when I work with people, Lynn, I'm on their team. Mm -hmm. So if I have eight clients, as far as I'm concerned, I'm on eight teams. I'm a key player on that team. I'm not going to be hired and paid the amount of money that I'm paid, regardless of whether it's a ton of money or a little bit of money, depending on which program somebody Mm -hmm. purchases from me. I'm on that team and I'm in that business and we are going to make this work because I said so, because that's Mm -hmm. what I gave my word to. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the user experience too. Right. And I think when you talk about this idea of sitting down to look at what's not working in, in the business, and maybe dealing with your customers, that's having the difficult conversations and mm-hmm. being willing to have those difficult conversations. Yeah, and even further to that, being willing to be wrong, because I've been wrong before. Uh, and let me tell yeah. you, I have had epic failures before. I mean, 
I don't know if you remember, but on our last call I shared about when I accidentally introduced myself as, hello, my name is A-Hole in sign language, the first time I worked at a company, right? Yes, uh, yes, and I, I have repeated that story since. <laughs> I think a lot of people funny. have repeated that story. <laughs> you know? But there, I, I have made huge mistakes in business before, and ultimately trying to cover them up actually makes it worse. Oh, you know, for I sure. Somebody, I heard somebody say once, that's like trying to put icing on mud and call it a cake. Uh, so, yeah. you know, when you have those tough conversations about your user experience or the user experience of your clients, wow, you're going to learn a lot. And what it takes is being really humble. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes. Like, wow, I screwed up. And not having self-judgment about it that goes on forever. Because right. that's the deprecating action or the repeating action in your head that will kill your business or kill you. I mean, ultimately, yeah. emotionally, that just destroys you inside. So, yep, I screwed up. Here's what happened. Here's how I'm going to deal with it. And this is what we're committed to moving forward. Right. Yes. So we admit that we screwed up and we're moving forward. Of all the bits of information that you've given us today, I mean, that's a a very important message. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even that one thing is very important not to dwell on what isn't going right, but to Mm -hmm. look to the future. Yeah. And if we're going to look at putting that into a marketing piece, just for a sec, to go back to the business end things. It's yep. very hard to sell a negative. So when people mm. say, well, this is what I don't want my customers to have, or this is what they're experiencing, and I don't want them to experience that anymore, well, what do you want them to experience? Because selling a negative right. is brutal. And if you're selling mm-hmm. a negative, people aren't clear about what you do. Right. So maybe that's where they've messed up or you've messed up, and you can say, hey, this is what I can do to fix that, or this is what I can do to change that. Right. Boy, we're quickly coming down to the last few minutes of the show, Alyssa. What are the messages that you want our listeners to be really clear on out of this conversation? I want them to be really clear on it's 100% necessary to niche or niche what it is you do and how you offer those services. So being able to narrow down what you do and how it is you say it, and then putting those systems and structures in place so that when you start marketing, people know what they can rely on you for because you've got a system that will take them from where they are to where they want to be. Right. They don't call you and say, this is what I want. You say, um, let me just look after that because you've already got a system or structure in place to support them. Right. So, so, so important. The back end is so important. Right. So, It seems like we're dealing with being clear to begin with on what we want and then being very intentional in how we deliver it. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I believe it would be appropriate for you once more to tell us how to reach you very slowly uh, in case people missed it the first time around, because we always do. You know when you're trying to write down phone numbers that we might just save someone going back through the recording trying to get your contact information. So let's tell that very clearly and slowly this time through. So my website in a couple of days will be theprofitableinnovator.com. My Skype contact is light.alyssa, L-I-G-H-T dot A-L-Y-S-S-A. And my phone number is 519-362-3281. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for your insights today, Alyssa. Absolutely. That's wonderful. 
I'm sure everyone got something out of this today. So thanks so much for being with us. Um, Thank you for having me, Lynn. It's been a lot of fun.